And I welcome you to What's New. We move on today to the fourth chapter of Romans. In this great section dealing with justification by faith, we have seen the doctrine. Paul has vividly stated that man is a sinner. Then he revealed that God provided a righteousness for sinners, and justification by faith has been explained. Now he will illustrate this truth with two men out of the Old Testament. Abraham and David. Paul is going to use these two men as illustrations to establish his statement in chapter 3 that there is agreement between the law and the gospel. He uses the example of Abraham who lived before the law and David who lived under the law to show that God's sole requirement has always been based on faith. Here are the opening eight verses of this chapter and Paul writes, Abraham was, humanly speaking, the founder of the Jewish nation. What were his experiences concerning the question of being saved by faith? Was it because of his good deeds that God accepted him? If so, then he would have something to boast about. But from God's point of view, Abraham had no basis at all for pride. For the scriptures tell us, Abraham believed God, and that is why God canceled his sins and declared him not guilty. But didn't he earn his right to heaven by all the good things he did? No, for being saved is a gift. If a person could earn it by being good, then it wouldn't be free, but it is. It is given to those who do not work for it. For God declared sinners to be good in his sight if they have faith in Christ to save them from God's wrath. King David spoke of this, describing the happiness of an undeserving sinner who is declared not guilty by God. Blessed and to be envied, he said, are those whose sins are forgiven and put out of sight. Yes, what joy there is for anyone whose sins are no longer counted against him by the Lord. Here with our study is Pastor Henry Harder. The principle of salvation by faith and not works has always been God's principle. It was never any other way. If salvation could come through some kind of good deeds, then people in heaven would boast about their accomplishments. 
and heaven would be turned into hell. Salvation by grace through faith excludes all boasting. It then depends totally on a merciful act of God. But down through history, man has tried to earn it, and man still does. Although for many of us it goes without saying that salvation is a gift of God that cannot be earned, yet most people on our planet still feel that some sort of good deeds are necessary for salvation. In listening to people or programs, we hear this often. The idea of a scales and a person's deeds being weighed to determine access to heaven and standing before God is still uppermost in the minds of most. Satan's oldest trick is still working for him. Even many of God's people, the Jews in the past, depended on their merit for an acceptable standing before God. So this fourth chapter of Romans is most important since it effectively counters that way of thinking. To prove that salvation has always been a free gift of God given in grace in response to faith, Paul singles out Abraham. Abraham was most revered in Jewish and other circles. God himself called Abraham his friend. Abraham was a good man. Although he lived 500 years before God gave the law through Moses, he kept it. God said of Abraham, He obeyed me and kept my requirements, my commands, my decrees, and my laws. God said that about Abraham. If anyone should be entitled to some credit, Abraham should. If a Hebrew, and Abram was a Hebrew, was so conscientious that even long before the law was given, he already kept it, surely that Hebrew should be saved by it. But salvation never came by works, not even then. If it had, then Abraham might have made it that way. No, God's principle always was the grace-faith system, even for Abraham. It is written of Abraham that he believed the Lord, and he credited it to him as righteousness. So any Jew who wanted to approach God should consider Abraham and should come his way. After all, he was the father of Israel. He was the perfect example to all Jews. He embodied all the Jewish virtues. If he couldn't make it by his good deeds, then nobody could. Even before Abraham set out for the promised land, he believed God. That's remarkable in view of the tremendous city from which he came, the Ur of the Chaldees. That was a great city with a far advanced and sophisticated culture. But Abraham saw through the shallowness of that system. He left Ur for parts unknown to him. He was looking for a city which had foundations, whose builder and architect was God. Ur had no foundations. It was a man-made culture without any solid foundation. God promised Abram a large seed in the land. We say Abram was simple enough to have believed God. Actually, that was a very remarkable decision on his part. He left the comforts and security of a home in Ur, and he became a wandering nomad living in a tent because he believed God. Abram took God at his word. He believed, and he acted on that faith. It was that faith that was credited to him as righteousness. 
But hear it from the pen of Paul in Romans 4. What then shall we say that Abram, our forefather, discovered in this matter? If, in fact, Abram was justified by works, he had something to boast about, but not before God. What does the Scripture say? Abram believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. Now when a man works, his wages are not credited to him as a gift, but as an obligation. However, to the man who does not work but trusts God who justifies the wicked, his faith is credited as righteousness. Abraham should certainly convince any Jews hearing Paul that salvation had always come by grace through faith. The nature of Abraham's faith was essentially the same in Abraham's day as in Paul's and ours, in spite of the differences in time. But Abram wasn't the only example in the Hebrew Bible. David was another. Here is what Paul writes about him. Now when a man works, his wages are not credited to him as a gift, but as an obligation. However, to the man who does not work but trusts God who justifies the wicked, his faith is credited as righteousness. David says the same thing. When he speaks of the blessedness of the man to whom God credits righteousness apart from works. Blessed are they whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man whose sin the Lord will never count against him. While Abram lived long before the law was given through Moses, David lived long after. While a flagrant violator of the law, David too was forgiven. Justification came without works. Actually, David received God's righteousness before his flagrant sin. Sin in the life of a believer does not cancel justification. God doesn't take back the gift of eternal life once given. David was severely chastised for his sin. But the truth is that in grace, God didn't credit his sin to his account. He credited God's righteousness to David's account. That's the way God does it. Only see, but a 
Radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Chapter California, 93263, USA.